0: Hi, I'm Nathan Gould.
1: And I'm Lazarus Gramos. And welcome to the Back Pegs Daily Doha Special Series Episode 15. And in lieu of a sponsor, this episode is brought to you by La Marcière and God Save the King.
0: We didn't get that upset that we were... Somewhat hoping for, and what we did get instead was two very impressive performances and setting up a mouth-watering quarter-final: England against France. I can't wait for it already. Yeah, it's very interesting, Nathan. We've um, said that the world is coming closer together with, in regards to football,
1: but the traditional football heavyweights have flexed their muscles. Well, not so much uh, Argentina, but and I'm not saying that just because we're soccer supporters, but in the case of the Netherlands and France and England, um, they have flexed their muscles in how...
0: Yeah, we've had four group winners knocking out the four runners-up thus far in this round of 16. A lot of those games went exactly how we would have expected them to. Well, three out of four predominantly, that it was a much stronger team coming up in a game that they were expected to win, and despite some hairy moments here and there, they all uh, managed to get through, and yes, here we are, halfway through the round of 16, and it's looking like, as you mentioned, Laz, the, the big teams are coming to the fore and maybe we'll get one or two upsets in the second half of this round, but it's looking like the big teams are, as you say, flexing their muscles.
1: Yeah. No, look, you're right there. Hopefully there are a couple of upsets in uh, the third and fourth brackets, but we'll see how we go. But today, this morning, geez, let's start with the French. Let's start with the French because they were fantastic. They were absolutely fantastic this morning.
0: Highlighted by Kylian Mbappe. Just what a player he is. Those two goals were fantastic. The finishes were unbelievable, but more than just Mbappe. It's this French team, they, they look so good. And if Mbappe's playing like that, then they're going to be very hard to stop. Those two goals that
1: Mbappe scored, they're both contenders for goal of the tournament.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong.
1: Like the first strike in particular, with the velocity that he hits that ball, incredible. Incredible. Chesney was beaten. He, he made a great attempt to try and save it, but he was beaten before his hand even went up there. You know, it was just incredible speed. Love to see how fast he actually hit that strike. But the quality of the second goal is just phenomenal. Very, very, uh, very intelligent player. And he's only 22,
0: and it's scary. Closing in on some of the all-time greats in terms of World Cup goals, I believe he's already ahead of Messi and Ronaldo now, and he's ahead of Pelé for his age. It's... Remarkable how much of a strong career he's already had given his young age. And Kylian Mbappe, there's no limit on what he can achieve in the game. And he might be delivering France back-to-back World Cups.
1: Yeah. Look, France and Midford were terrific today as well. The whole team performed very well. And this notion of, hey, there's this, you know, there's this rest or there's unrest and disease in the French squad. I have not seen it. Where's that going? Yeah. I have not <laughs> seen it. I think they lulled the rest of the world into a false sense of security here, saying, oh, they're typically French. Oh, they're going to quarrel amongst themselves. No, nah, I don't see that here. You know, they're humming nicely. But Poland penalty with Lewandowski. There's nothing else that we can say because they didn't really. they couldn't really do anything they were really ineffective
0: they were and they struggled against argentina in the last time they played and it was just a continuation of that maybe they were a little bit better but it still was france dominating the game and not really giving poland a sniff up until the end, it was a handball. It was a penalty with the current interpretation of the law. And nice to see Lewandowski get another a goal, another goal at the World Cup. Yeah, that's just about all we can say for Poland. They deservedly go home. They were very lucky to get to this point. And yes, interesting to see where this Polish team goes now, because that'll be the end for Lewandowski, you would think, at a World Cup. And for the next round of qualifying, they'll need to find goals from somewhere else. I think he'll make the next
1: Euro, though. Yeah, I think he'll make the next Euro. So he might not be done with Poland yet, but um, yeah, Poland farewells the tournament and... I'll tell you what, I'm, I've bit dirty on something that happened in the game this morning. How Giroud's scissor kick goal wasn't allowed to stand is beyond me. There's no foul on the goalkeeper. There's no foul play by anyone there. There's a, just a coming together, right? The next action, the next phase of play is actually Giroud's attempt on goal and that isn't allowed to stand. Now I get that we need to protect the, you know, the, check the welfare of players and, and what have you. They've come together. Giroud's hit the ball, whistle goes. The goal should be allowed to stand and by doing so, they've r- robbed Giroud of a career holiday. I can't believe he actually struck the ball so well and a spectacular finish that unfortunately, um, us football fans, uh, you know, won't count as a goal.
0: Yeah. It'll be the best non-goal of the tournament that we'll see. Absolutely. But yes, the keepers, they do get a bit of a an extra bit of slack from the referees. I think they're a little bit of a protected species. And if they are down, then it often does go in their favour to get them back up and uh, playing again.
1: Nathan, but there was no foul on the keeper. The, the whistle wasn't blown for a foul, right? The whistle's blown after Giroud strikes the ball. VAR should have said, hey, listen, there's no foul play here. I, I don't know what, where the grey area is here, right? But I'm looking at it. And yes, I'm one for keepers, you know, i have played... Goalkeeper plenty of times myself, right? I started out as a goalkeeper. So in my younger days, but so I get it, right? But you're taking away entertainment from fans so we, we need to kind of tidy that uh, that area up but well done to France great performance
0: yeah very much so and another element here perhaps the referee blew his whistle too quickly to allow the play to develop we lost that opportunity and we lost this goal but Olivier Giroud still getting on the score sheet still becoming France's all-time leading goal scorer all by himself and it won't be long before Mbappe catches him at this rate <laughs> <laughs> no that won't
1: last long <laughs> <laughs> and hey, think about it. Benzema's not even featured for France in the you know in the last you know two World Cups. It's crazy, isn't it?
0: And Olivier Giroud. France won the last World Cup and he didn't score a goal. There you go.
1: There you go. Uh, the, the wonderful world of football is insane at times. I love it. So should we move over to the three
0: lines? Yeah, let's do it. The three lines against the lines of Tauranga, And yes, this was only going one way as well. We thought yesterday that Senegal had it in them to cause the upset and they had one or two chances early doors and Jordan Pickford was forced to make a brilliant save. But England and in particular Jude Bellingham were just too good.
1: Half an hour it took for England to figure them out and I tell you what they did look shaky at one point I thought Bellingham what a star he's going to be what a star he is now oh, but he's yeah that that's true too but he's just phenomenal he's absolutely phenomenal and Kane to drop in set Bellingham free you know and Bellingham is just an incredible player, and I will tell you what, Southgate got it right in his lineup with actually putting Henderson on the on the pitch in the starting lineup. He's only started five of the last thirty-two games that England have played competitively, you know. So maybe we're going to start seeing Henderson a lot more in this uh, World Cup because his composure and his late runs into the box. Great finish. Great play all round by England. Absolutely.
0: And England were <clears throat> well-deserving of their win and advancement further into this tournament. And yes, Jude Bellingham, a brilliant player, but... You can also say the same thing about Phil Foden's performance. It was fantastic and well-deserving of his start. Well, I would expect Phil Foden to be starting for England for the rest of this tournament now.
1: Look, look, I agree with you, Nathan. I think uh, think Phil Foden should be starting. There is a reason why, which we'll touch on later on the episode, an unfortunate reason why, but uh, as to why um, Foden got the start today. But yeah, incredible performance. And we've said all along, really, that Foden actually should be starting irrespective of what happens. He just is a dynamic player for England. But Keio Sako played, you know, well. Kane got on the score sheet with a great finish by Kane, actually, and a great pass from Foden. Yeah, it's looking good for three lines, but, jeez, what a tasty quarterfinal this is.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. France against England already in this tournament. It seems early to be having a game of this magnitude, and, wow, whoever manages to come out of this game... They're in great stead for the rest of the tournament. This, whoever wins this game probably should be going on to make the final.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with
0: that. Because from what I've seen, England or France should be able to account for whether it is Morocco, Spain, Portugal, or Switzerland. And yes, there, there's a lot on the line in this game, as there as there is for all the quarterfinals. But this one in particular, that on paper it seems like you have a shot at the title if you win this yeah. game. and look, we didn't think France would get this far, right? Champion, but
1: you've got the champions, the the defending champions. starting to get a boxing feel to this thing. The the defending champions against all right, Graham Arnold with the <laughs> <your> boxing kangaroo. <laughs> That's right, the boxing kangaroo is there. <laughs> It, but the, you've got the defending champions, who are defending their title with uh, with some panache, against real contenders. And I think the English now are real contenders, all right? So it's just going to make for fascinating football when that, uh, that comes around. I think it's Sunday morning. Jeez, that'll be a great game, that one.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. This, this knockout bracket shaping up to be... One of the best as well in terms of absolute the best teams that the tournament are getting through, and it would be nice to see some minnows. But what we are going to see on the flip side is some of the best knockout tournament, not <clears throat> some of the best knockout tournament football that we have seen.
1: Yeah, I don't want to do a preview of that one yet because. Uh... Because uh, we could go on for ages, but yeah, I'm, I am looking forward to talking about that one, uh, on Saturday before, um, before Sunday's game, because that is, I think that's actually the, the match of the quarterfinals, potentially. Like, I mean, you look at the other, uh, potential matchups, um, coming out of the, um, the other round of 16 games and, you know. It uh You could have Spain versus Portugal, sure But yeah, this one here is just phenomenal France in this form England, we've said boring England And I don't know if the English are the most fickle supporters Because, you know, they want to beat everyone by 5-0, right? But this English team And we know that Southgate's very conservative by nature But this English team They don't care if they win 1-0 or 3-0 They just want to get the job done So you got Southgate who's um, managed to do it at tournaments So the only criticism about Southgate, like we've said before Is just his apparent influence flexibility to change things up when it's needed in game. That's all.
0: Yes. And we said yesterday as well that if England were able to swat away Senegal and win by three or four goals, then we would be thoroughly impressed and consider us so because Senegal, I thought they would be troubling England a little bit more than what they had and as not to be. There was that one smart save from Jordan Pickford on Dia in the first half, but that was just about all the Senegalese big chances in the game and England saw it out quite well and quite convincingly. So they do look the goods We'll see how they get on against France on Sunday morning. We'll talk about that one later on in the week. But we'll move over to uh, Laz. was your player of the day?
1: I was just about to ask you the same question, Nathan. has to be Mbappe for mine. has to be Mbappe.
0: Yeah, yeah, Gillian Mbappe. The goals were fantastic. Um, I was going to say Mbappe or perhaps Jude Bellingham. And since you've taken Mbappe, I'll take Jude. Yeah, that's fair enough. Just to just to go different, and yeah, two outstanding talents from two of the two young bright stars in Europe.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Bellingham's just we could talk about him all day. He's just an absolute. I can't
0: believe he's only nineteen. Yeah,
1: that's all, yeah, yeah, took the words right out of my mouth. Kid's only nineteen. You know, skip at his club side in in uh, in the Bundesliga and in Champions League, and he's got no ceiling. He really doesn't have a ceiling. This kid. So it's just an absolute joy to watch. So should we move on to the off the pitch things that took our attention today
0: yeah let's do it and uh laz you've got uh you've got one for us in mind
1: yeah i've got a couple actually I'll, i've got one negative one and one positive one the negative one first it's just come out that raheem sterling has gone home from the uh, english squad temporarily because unfortunately his um family's home was robbed overnight yeah so that's why he was missing today, and um, unfortunately, he's gone home to uh, back to London to check up on the well-being of his family. And we hope that they're all well. These things here are just such an invasion of personal, you know, space and um, and security, which you don't want to have anyone, irrespective of you know, you don't want to wish that upon anyone and and their family. So we wish Raheem Sterling his and his family uh, all the best, and and hopefully it's as the situation is as good as it can be, because that's really uh, really unfortunate. For, for these things to happen
0: yeah it is and football is a, a high profile target because everyone knows where they are because they're all on the big screens around the country everyone knows that the England players away are away at the moment and uh, that leaves them that live leaves their their homes a little bit vulnerable at the moment because there should be more security surrounding their their private residences and we've seen it down the years yeah it, it's just footballs are such a high profile target because they are away from the home at, at a very reliable times
1: it's just really unfortunate and we hope that no one's been hurt so and that the family are all well and safe so our thoughts are with Raheem Sterling this morning and that's why he was not in the uh, lineup this morning and um, left the tournament but he is expected uh, back later on in Qatar this week the positive thing which uh, you know it's, it's sad to see this end the Senegal crowd the Senegal fans they were fantastic again this morning playing their drums cheering chanting You know we're going to miss them from this tournament. Thanks to them for the colour that they provided because they've been absolutely brilliant. Uh, And the scenes that um, have been captured and the sound effects you know that have you know uh, been captured as well, absolutely brilliant and a great soundtrack to uh, to the tournament. But unfortunately, we uh, they depart
0: now. Yes. They've been great to watch the noise and uh, it's just a lot of fun watching it. And Senegal, along with some of their other African counterparts, they've brought so much fun to this World Cup and it's sad to see them go. And we look forward to what they can do in the years to come, uh, both on and off the pitch. My thing that I saw in the last 24 hours, I'll, I've got two. One's a sort of like a little one that I'll tag on at the end. But the the primary one I've got is uh, what I saw on Twitter after the Socceroos game. and uh, Camille Grabara, oh. a name that will not be... Too familiar to people here, but he is now. He's Matt Ryan's goalkeeper teammate at Copenhagen. This is low. After Matt Ryan's unfortunate mistake, after Matt Ryan losing his spot at his club side, stating that politics is the reason, Grabara here has just gone onto social media and said, oh, yeah, sure, must have been politics again. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. That is that is so low. And to air something like that just in the public domain. like no,
1: That's just low. Absolutely low. Yeah. Yeah, it just goes to show the, uh, look, anyway. Uh, I, I don't want to say anything further on that because I'll start cursing. Her. I don't want to.
0: Yes, and uh, I've seen a little bit of a reaction to that because personally, I had not heard of uh, Grabara before yesterday morning and it seems like he has a little bit of a reputation for not being the nicest guy in the dressing room. So, um, showing some uh, interesting uh, character traits there. The other one I've got is a little bit of news for today. It is the flight's home for some of the Australian players coming back from Qatar. There's two flights, one arrived, in Sydney and one in Melbourne. In Sydney at uh, 7.25 tonight, the QR908 flight, there'll be a whole host of Socceroos players on there as well. And in Melbourne, the QR904, that's arriving at 6pm tonight. So get out to the airport and give them a, give the boys a, a strong welcome home.
1: Oh, that's great, Nathan. Oh, good find. Well done. No, that's brilliant. And get out there if you can and uh, welcome the boys home. Oh, that's really good. But um, back to, yeah, Grabara. I get the need to to have an edge, these professional athletes, are you know, to be a professional athlete, you need to have an edge of some sort, but that is just classless, and I'll just leave it at that.
0: Shall we move over to the action on tomorrow morning? It is the second half of the bracket, and wow, yes, what a morning in prospect. We have the two o'clock game, Japan against Croatia, and at six o'clock, Brazil against South Korea. These four games, both the two in tomorrow morning and the two on the next morning, are must-see. There's no two ways about it. There is potential for real drama in these games, and wow. Let's kick things off with Japan Croatia. Japan, the surprise winners of their group, edging out Spain and Germany, and it's another tough test with Croatia in the first knockout round, and they'll be buoyed by their results against those two big European heavyweights, and they'll be looking to pull off another upset. I agree.
1: Look, Japan can take Croatia out. It'll be a fascinating game. Um, 2 a.m. tomorrow morning. I know the time isn't great, but... This is must-watch. This will be a great game. We know how well from uh, the group phase Japan have been playing. Croatia have been a bit hit and miss, but they've got the potential to uh, to really trouble the Japanese. I'll be interested to see how uh, stylistically they go up against one another. Modric will be the composer in midfield. Croatia are a strong side you got Guardiola, who's just been amazing at the back. This could be the tightest of the round of 16 games. Um, this would not surprise me if it is nil all and goes to penalties at the end.
0: This is a really close game in prospect, and it could go all the way to spot kicks at the end. And I'm expecting Japan to sit off a bit, as they did against Spain and Germany, and try and find space in behind. Because when they did... Have most of the ball against Costa Rica, they just couldn't find the pick to get the lock open, so to speak. And that's how I would set up if I was Croatia. I would let Japan have the ball because they have shown that they they did struggle to break down Costa Rica, and they've got good players. Croatia to get in behind, and uh, they've got some good pace options themselves. So interesting to see how this one goes. How who is able to dominate the ball? Who wants to dominate the ball? And there's so much on the line here. In Japan, they won't be phased if Croatia score because they've already come back from one goal down twice already this tournament. And I might actually back the Japanese in to get through to the quarterfinal.
1: Yeah, look, Nathan, I can't disagree with you. I think I think Japan will actually win this. I've got a feeling that they will win this game. Um, I know I, I rate Croatia. I think Croatia are just an amazing study in point of football development because they're just a small country. Yes, they have a lot of, uh, you know, a big expat community, especially here in Australia, but they're able to regenerate the talent. And so they are a pointing case for... Um, for for looking into the japanese we know how their approach is you know they've got long plan ambitions, but I will tell you what, I've been very impressed with them this this tournament, especially in their second halves. They're they're a second half team, so they've must you know they're very fit. Mariasu seems to get his substitutions bang on.
0: Does that not reflect on his initial team selections though? If they are a second half team, he's, he's writing his own wrong, so to speak? Yeah,
1: you're right there, Nathan. Yeah, you're right. I th- I think that he's got a certain way that he wants to start the game. Looks to see where the flaws are in his in his lineup uh, as the the game pans out. That's why they don't panic if they do go one goal down. And then he's got obviously got confidence in his squad to come and correct it come the second half.
0: Yeah, and I saw yesterday some footage of uh, one of the halftime team talks. I think it was a Germany game. And yeah, there was just so much passion and there was so much belief being instilled in there. And yes, I wouldn't expect anything different, but that's what this Japanese mindset is. They're not here to make up the numbers. They're here to go out and win games, take the games to opponents and cause upsets. That's what they've done and that's what they're going to continue to do or look to continue to do anyway.
1: Yeah, we'll try and get that on the um, our instant stories if we can. We'll try and get that um, up if we can if We can locate it, and, and we can manage to get that up there, because that would be great for uh, for everyone to see that insight. So what do you think the result's going to be?
0: I think Japan edge it. It might go to extra time, maybe 2-1 after extra time.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. Let's go 2-1 extra after extra time. Wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way. Or if it goes to penalties, but yeah, I'm with you there. Shall we move on to Brazil?
0: Let's do it. Brazil against South Korea. Wow. South Korea, can they pull off another big upset? It was a remarkable win for them against Portugal. A fantastic moment for everyone there. And a brilliant piece of football Son to Huang to send Korea into the knockout stages. And can they repeat the trick? Because it'll the game will run very similar to the one against Portugal, this one tomorrow morning. Korea against Brazil. Brazil will have most of the ball. They'll dominate the possession, dominate the chances, and... Korea will do well to stay in the game, but they'll be so good on the break and they only need one chance, the Koreans, to get the pace in behind and create that one chance they need to potentially go on and cause a massive shock. Brazil, they'll be back to their first 11. They had a massive rotation for their final group game against Cameroon. I'm expecting Brazil to be too strong, but that element of doubt is there, whether the Koreans will be those, another team that just sort of goes out like Senegal. Like Australia, they put up a bit of a fight, but just fall short.
1: Can South Korea beat Brazil? Anybody can beat anyone. Are they likely to? No. Do we want South Korea to beat Brazil? I'd love to see that. It would be the bigger, one of the biggest shocks in the World Cup, even of this World Cup, right? We've already seen um, some um, upsets already. But this would be... Oh, <laughs> this would be the biggest one that I can remember in a knockout phase for a long time. A long time. If South, if the South Korean side can knock over Brazil. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I think Brazil will be too strong.
0: I think Brazil will win a 3-0. Yeah, I do think Brazil will get over the line. There's another factor at play here of course that we should cover and that is the, the health of uh, Pelé of course and yes, he's been moved over to palliative care. He's put out a statement in the last 24 hours and he, and he says, and I quote, my friends i want to keep everyone calm and positive i'm strong with a lot of hope and i follow my treatment as usual i want to thank the entire medical and nursing team for all the care i have received i have faith in god and every message of love i receive from you all over the world keeps me full of energy and watching brazil in the world cup too thank you so much for everything Uh, we wish pelé all the best in his health battle and surely that's a big motivation for this brazil team. Can they do it? Can they deliver a final World Cup in Pelé's lifetime potentially and add the sixth star to their badge?
1: Yeah, we wish Pelé will. Um, yeah, time will tell them about that, about the sixth star, but um, yeah, we wish Pelé will and, and we know he's not been well for a long time. So uh, absolute legend of our game and uh, one of the goats.
0: Do you think that is a strong motivation thing for them?
1: <sighs> Look, it it's definitely a, it would be a factor but i don't think it's a predominant factor i think these guys i think these guys would be able to create their own history neymar would want a world cup in his name Question is, is: Does Neymar play today?
0: I think if he's, if he's fit, he has to play surely, and that's the question: Is he fit to go? That's the question around this.
1: Yeah, look, it would definitely be a, a you know um, a source of inspiration for them, but I think they're motivated by their own uh, personal you know team ambitions and personal ambitions to try and uh, get this six star on their shirt, so and create their own page in, in Brazilians uh, rich football history.
0: Brazil. Maybe getting through South Korea on their way to the quarterfinal be amazing if South Korea can pull off the upset potential quarterfinal with Japan and South Korea. Wouldn't that be something?
1: Yeah, it would be. And look, the fact is, either way, whichever pairing ends up out of this part of the bracket, it'll be a great quarterfinal, no doubt. And we'll cover that off tomorrow morning.
0: So that was our review of today's action and a look ahead to tomorrow's and thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the daily doha episode number 15 thank you for checking us out thank you for leaving reviews and all giving all your feedback to us on the social medias at the back peg and thank you very much for joining me Laz.
1: thanks again nathan thanks everyone for listening follow us at the back peg on instagram and twitter and uh talk again tomorrow morning and we'll um we'll cover off what's happened overnight and preview the final part of the bracket.
0: I've been Nathan Gould.
1: And I'm Lazarus Gramos. Take care all.